Wrestling has more than one royal family. There's the races, the Hakus, the Duggins, the Savages, the Lawlers, the Hearts, the Hearts again, the Maples, the Austins, the Helmsleys, the Shamrocks, the Guns, the Angles, the Edges, and the Lesners, to name a few. North South Connection Podcast Network. Hello there, and welcome to another riveting episode of Johnny C and the Multiverse of Fabulousness. I am joined today by a very special guest for a very special purpose. I don't want to waste any time because I can't wait to dig into our topic for today. So I'd like to bring in Kyle Litke. Kyle! How you doing, Johnny? Oh, man, I'm doing great. You know, it's it's Friday evening, and I have nothing better to do than <laughs> sit here and speak with you via the power of digital technology about a fake video game. Cat's out the bag. We'll get into that here in a moment. So I couldn't be happier as if I were a pig in shit unless that pig in shit was in a hog pen match with Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Oh, no, we don't want that yet. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I think I would enjoy defecating on Hunter if, That's if, true. if, if I was a pig. Now, not in real life, because I don't know that I can even... Yeah, no, I don't want to deal with that in reality, yep. but as a pig, nope. maybe. As a pig, maybe. No. He'd be like, come on, Johnny, play the game. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes. So, um, as, so there's an earth out there, guys, where I, I spend most of my day. I've been shitting on Triple H most of my days on the playground. <laughs> There's an earth where that happens. So, as I had previously mentioned before the shit nanigans started, we are here to, as always, traverse the multiverse of fabulousness. If it's your first time, let me take your multiversitude virginity and just sort of rip it off like a Band-Aid. So, what we do here is we travel to an alternate earth. That's the fun gimmick part. I wish we really could, but we actually don't. I just come up with this shit and send people Twitter messages incessantly like, hey, you want to talk about this? But we visit another Earth, and we take a look at a difference in their pop culture uh, and our pop culture. And yes, a lot of times it revolves around the world of professional wrestling. But at the end of the day, that's something that unites us. It's like WrestleMania. It brings humanity together, and so does just regular old professional wrestling. Now, Kyle. Yes. You, you and I recently appeared on an episode over on one of the sister networks, the uh, PTBN Pop Feed where we discussed our Mount Rushmore horror games, which was fun, and then our Mount Rushmore RPG video games, which was maybe the best conversation I've had in the last two weeks. Uh, <laughs> a lot so of fun. That, yeah, so, uh, meaning, yes, meaning that just it was a lot of fun, and it really sparked my, you know, it's kind of weird. I don't know if this is the way it is with you. Um, wrestling fandom, video games, music, like, 
all these things are kind of a part of our cultural and entertainment-based DNA. But I go in waves. Like, I might not play a video game for a, a month, month and a half, and then all of a sudden I have a conversation like we did, and I'm just – Xbox 360 is dusted out, PlayStation 4 network is subscribed to, and here we are. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So what we did was we talked – you know, we ranked our favorite role-playing games, which is my absolute favorite genre. And I started talking to Kyle, and, and Kyle, were you prepared to receive – this offer that you simply could not refuse. You know, I, I wasn't expecting it, but I was happy to get it, Johnny. Well, I appreciate that, good sir. I told you I'd talk to you sooner than later. So what we're going to do is <laughs> we're going to travel to a very special Earth. We've traveled to some really crazy ones. We went to Earth 1990, excuse me, Earth 93, where we watched Hulk Hogan turn heel in the WWF and start an evil uh, NWO-type stable based on a major American film studio. Uh, that was a lot of fun. We went to uh, Earth 316, where we watched the uh, new animated show WWE University, which is pretty much Steve Austin versus Vince McMahon at a university in the 1980s. That was a hell of a lot of fun. But tonight, we're going to travel to Earth 9999. And the reason that Earth is so important to us tonight is that those four numbers are usually... And Kyle, you might be able to probably take me to the woodshed on this, but I grew up playing like Final Fantasy VII through wherever we are now. And a lot of times in those games, the most the most damage you could do to your opponent was 9,999, right? Yep, unless you could break the damage limit, yep. <laughs> oh, God. You know what? This is so lame, and uh, it just popped into my head. So did you – like if you were talking to a buddy about a Final Fantasy game and, you're, and you wanted to express that your character was at a high level, would you say to your friend perhaps, oh, man, my, uh, my Tifa is hitting for straight nines? Did you call it straight nines or did you not I never talk about it? I never did. I never did call it straight nines, but it makes sense. <laughs> so and then when Final Fantasy X came out, we completely had to adjust our lexicon because that's the first one that I ever played where you could break the damage limit. You could go up to ninety nine thousand oh, yeah. nine hundred ninety nine. So yep. I started saying great nines as opposed to straight nines because straight nines, even though it made more sense because there were five of them now, I, you can't just break the old uh, you know definition. You can't just throw these things aside. Once it's a part of you, it's a part of you. Absolutely. So. This Earth is a very special Earth where back in the day – well, actually, it wouldn't be back in the day. Let's just I'll, – I'll, I'll pretend. I'll just say what we're doing. We're going to make a WWE RPG. And if you don't know what a role-playing game is, it's those really sweet Final Fantasy games. Okay, there's a lot more, but Final Fantasy is my favorite. But what we're going to do is I kind of came up with a little plot and a little story, and I sent Kyle this ridiculously long spreadsheet where we're going to create <laughs> our own party of heroes. In Final Fantasy, they call them the heroes of light. We're going to create the heroes of fight, okay? This is a RPG that is completely based upon the history of professional wrestling as we know it. And we're going to have to call upon some stu some superstars, I almost said, some superstars. I even don't fucking say it. <laughs> we're going to call on superstars, past, present, and that's it. Because, you know, we don't know who's going to be a star in the future. I yeah, no, I didn't have anybody in the future. Well, yeah. But I will say, they'll probably have a stupid name like Ed Jones. Now, if your name is Ed Jones, <laughs> I apologize, but that's not the name I would give my sports entertainment character. Uh, well, they're not going to uh, let you use that name if that's your real name now. Exactly. <laughs> so before we dive into the, the video games, 
Uh, Kyle, I feel like I'm on my other show, WCW Must Die, which you all should listen to. It rotates with this show on Sundays on the North-South Connection Podcast Network, and that's a cheap-ass plug, but I'm going to allow it. So, Kyle, <laughs> talk to me about wrestling, man, because we talked about video games, and I said, do you like wrestling? And you're like, yeah, I like wrestling. So where do you stand? Where did you get into it, and where are you now? So I actually, I got into it kind of late for uh, a lot of people got into it younger. I started watching 1998 WCW. Woo! I went, okay. and, and listen, it was terrible. It was toward the end of the year. <laughs> and, uh, That's finger punk territory, brother. I, I, so the first time, the first time I ever remember watching any wrestling, I was young, and I don't remember the details of it, except that somebody missed a move by about a foot and a half, sold it like they'd been shot. And as a kid, I was like, oh, it's fake. I'm not, I'm not going to watch it anymore. <laughs> and I never even watched again. Until, until 98, a friend of mine decided to get the pay-per-view because he wanted to watch Jay Leno. If you oh. call Road Wild. <laughs> oh, my God. I, this is and, the best How I Became a Fan story. Please continue. <laughs> so, so we went and watched it. And I was like, all right. Like, okay, whatever. And so he decided he was going to get the next pay-per-view, Fall Brawl 98. Now, that was the one that ended in the uh, war games that DDP won. Oh, but, the, the single competitor war games where you win? Yes. Like the, okay. Yep. The, it's like the three teams, but only one person can actually win. But yep. the, 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 in the undercard of that particular show was Raven versus Saturn for Control of the Flock. That's right. And, I remember watching that, and I watched that match, and I was like, oh... That's what wrestling is. Like, I get it. There's a whole story here. Yeah. <laughs> like, every and, once and I'm in like, a while. And I've been watching ever since. <laughs> That's fantastic. I, I um, got into WWF uh, 99. Like, shortly after that, I started watching both. And then I've been watching since. So have you ever gone – like, it's kind of funny. You started in 98. I, I have the exact inverse. I started in 89. Are you able to go back – because all that shit is rose-colored glasses for me. Oh, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, I went back, you know, I went back even well before the network era. I was getting all the DVD, you know, all the oh, uh, DVDs and tapes before there were DVDs of all the manias and rumbles and every, you know. Sure. Uh, you know, you couldn't watch all the random stuff as much. Like, the main events were hard to come by, but the uh, big pay-per-views, I, wa- I went back and watched them all. That's so funny that you got it. I mean, I know the Leno. I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to put you on blast, but no. I, I, I think it's... <laughs> I'm a, I'm a big fan of celebrity involvement in professional wrestling. I When I was a kid, um, I didn't watch 95 at all. But I, when I got back into it, I rented WrestleMania 11 a lot. And <laughs> yeah. I convinced myself that it was the best WrestleMania of all time because it had the most star power. Meaning, yeah, have, right? Nicholas, yeah, like Nicholas Turturro. Hey, Nicholas Turturro, here, <laughs> you know, and, and it had, you know, everybody. I'm, I'm not going to waste everybody's time. We all know who was there. But, um, you know, I, I, I maybe like that aspect too much, um, which I think is probably what led me to do shit like this. But that's that's great. I, I love it. Um, I, I would like to go back and watch some of those tonight. I guess it's probably on YouTube, but it's too bad that they're, um, you know, Anything that has to do with wrestling, like I was, and this is the last I'll say about them, we'll go into our concept. Uh, the last episode of WCW Must Die I did, they uh, inter- they were like promoting their online pregame show. And I just <laughs> wish I could watch that. You know, right. Right. Just the, the random shit that, that never contributed to a storyline. But, you know, if no. they 
surprise Disco Inferno. We're like, hey, can you talk for a minute? And he's like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? I'm Disco Inferno. <laughs> Disco Fever. All right, so before this gets any – and I appreciate that information. Um, that will help set the scene. Let's travel to Earth straight nines. All right, we're there. That was fun. Uh, be sure to tip your waitress. So what we've got here is we're going to make a turn-based RPG game. So um, I kind of thought it would be fun if it we took a little page from your favorite game, Final Fantasy VI. And yes. So everyone out there, that's what kind of Kyle and I visualized uh, when we created this game. Now, we each made our own selections for the topics at hand. And uh, we don't know one another, and so we're going to reveal them live on the air and hopefully pop one another and what have you and just have a damn good time doing it. So think Final Fantasy VI. It's a Super Nintendo role-playing game where you battle your opponents. Um, you know, let's say your party encounters a couple of monsters. You know, you tell your characters what to do, and then they do it, and then the numbers flash on the screen for how much you hit for. And then, you know, there's a hell of a lot more to it. I'm simplifying, but very cartoonish but you can still tell a good story. Unfortunately, I was in charge of the plot. <laughs> so um, it's not important. We're not going to talk about story. It's a fake video game. I mean, we're nerds, but I think if we like told a story, we'd be like geeks. And I don't know that I want to go that far. <laughs> so the idea is that someone from the world of wrestling, the big bad, if you will, which we'll, we've all made choices for, has found a way to compress time, which is actually a pretty common trope in role-playing games, meaning that all time exists simultaneously. So you might think you're walking to the bathroom in your house, but since time's compressed, holy shit, I'm in the middle of WrestleMania uh, 14, and Mike Tyson just punched me in the face. Which, okay, I guess that'd be okay. <laughs> but, you know, time is compressed. Uh, and this big bad has recruited an evil gang throughout the history of professional wrestling. Those will be the bosses that we'll take on along the way. And they are trying to destroy wrestling as a whole by targeting important events in the history of sports entertainment. And there's only four brave warriors of sports entertainment that can stop them, the warriors of fight. So, Kyle, one of the things I like about role-playing games is the diversity in the characters that you pick that you have at your disposal. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Could you explain, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot, what a DD character would be in a role-playing game? So that'd be like a damage dealer. So somebody whose main thing is to deal damage. <laughs> Fair enough. So there you're, you know, so, so, you know, and that can be a lot of things. It can be someone who hits really hard. It can be someone who hits really fast. And I know that sounds silly, but like you could have like a big lumbering guy with a, with a club, or you could have like a, a ninja who's really fast. You know, those are actually very common tropes in Final Fantasy. But their main responsibility is they have to injure your opponents. They have to deal the damage, and if they start hitting them back, the bad guys, that is, pronouns, pal, <laughs> then, you know, this person needs to be able to keep on offense. So our first character, I kind of view this character as the leader of the party. I, I think you probably did too, Kyle, because, I mean, yes. hey, it's character number one. The requirement was they had to be a WWE or WCW superstar. Yes, I'm sorry, everyone. I can't do indies. I don't know enough about it. And I think these are just uh, categories that everybody can relate to in some way. It has to be a DD type, and it could be male or female, but this was the caveat. They have to be a former world champion. 
So I'm not trying to open a can of worms. We, I think we all can be mature adults and understand what the world champion is. Okay. Universal, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So Kyle, sir, you are the guest. Uh, oh, and what we're going to do is we're going to reveal our choices. We're going to reveal the job that we gave them because you have to have a job in role-playing games, a special skill that only this character can do, and the weapon that they would use in the battles. So, Kyle, who's your yes. number one? So my number one is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Ah, how appropriate. <laughs> he is a uh, – for the job, I went with Mudhole Stomper. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he certainly is that. But wait, and the special skill is walking it dry. Oh, you have to. You absolutely have to walk it <laughs> that shit dry. Does, now, weapons, does... weapons. I, I, you know, I thought about a couple. Like, he doesn't have a necessarily a signature weapon like some others. You know, there's no, like, sledgehammer, like, triple H's sledgehammer. Uh, you know, you see him with a chair sometimes, when he's, especially when he's running heel. But I, I just went with bear cans. Because the idea of him tossing bear cans at people's faces was amusing to me. <laughs> now, you envision him throwing them like ninja stars or like running up to someone and animating like an animated monster and smashing one over their skull. Because I'll take either one. Uh, maybe both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I can just see, too, a little 16-bit Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, pressing oh, yeah. vocal processors of the Super Nintendo to its limit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love it. And it's funny you picked Austin because uh, I'm going to reveal my choice now. And we represent two very similar but different things. I had to go with my guy. Um, I've said publicly he's my favorite wrestling character. That doesn't make him my favorite person in the world. Okay. It's Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Specifically, I, I the, the yeah, the black and white variant. Now, Absolutely. I was torn because I was afraid someone might call me out on making Hulk Hogan a damage dealer because he doesn't move very quickly. But he hits hard, and that's why I gave him this job. He's the axe bomber, just like, you know, his ah, finisher in go. Japan. Yep, so yep. his special skill, the three demandments. <laughs> when he uses the three demandments, he trains by increasing his strength. He says a prayer and gets stronger defense. And he takes his vitamins, and he moves at double the speed of the other characters, but only for a limited amount of time, of course. Of course. You know, you can't just run wild on this shit. It has to be balanced like a real video game. Uh, now, kind of like you, I, I diverged a little bit because I gave Hogan an actual weapon because I couldn't think of something that would be a universe. Uh, maybe his belt, but I wanted him to hit a little harder. So I stole from Final Fantasy, and he's using... A gun axe. Now, <laughs> nice. Yeah. If you play Final Fantasy VIII, you know the character has a gun blade uh, where you attack like it's a sword, but it also can shoot bullets that explode and cause more damage. So you've got to press R when you attack with Hollywood Hulk Hogan to make the axe be a gun and get a little extra damage out of it. But, um, you know, timing is everything when it comes to this, just like it was when the Hulkster decided to bail on the WWF. That broke my heart, Kyle. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It, I know. It's it was terrible. It was. <laughs> I mean, in retrospect, I didn't start watching until after, so I knew him as the dastardly. <laughs> oh, and I'll tell you what, man, that heel, like, that that's just kind of what clicked for me. That's what brought me back into professional wrestling was, was Hollywood Hogan as a was Hogan as a heel. And then it pinnacled, I got to go to WrestleMania eighteen. 
Oh, nice. And I had pretty decent seats, and it's the greatest live entertainment I've ever experienced. So Hollywood gets the victory for me. Let's move on to character two. Very similar traits, okay? They're also a DD. Um, the requirements were they also have to be a former world champion, but it needs to be someone who's the opposite gender of the first one you picked. Now, we both picked male superstars. I wanted to include female superstars for two very specific reasons. One, I think it's diversity is important, period. Um, two, women's wrestling is responsible for the second renaissance of professional wrestling that I experienced when Becky Lynch got hot as the man character. And I started, it, I felt like every whip, good women's match that I watched was like watching wrestling for the first time because the women, they, they uh, how do I say this? I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's the exact same performance, but it feels different. It, no, it, it feels does. different. And, and I, I think know. you're absolutely right. I mean, I was watching uh, when NXT, when they were coming up in NXT and it really was like a revelation there. Because what Absolutely. we were used to was uh, on the main roster there, we were used to just, you know, brawn panties matches and we we're all going to dress up as ho- in for Halloween and have a three minute battle royal. Right. And they were regularly stealing the show <laughs> on takeovers that were stacked. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's crazy because and, and I don't I mean this, but I don't mean it to sound condescending, but it's like. I can't think of like a women's match where somebody hits an RKO on a tape, right? Like it may have right. happened, but someday that will happen and it'll be like experiencing it for the first time. Not because um, I, I, I'm trying to think because I don't want to like, I don't want to sound to come across as pandering, but I, I love women's wrestling. No, I um, do too. I think it's great. It hits differently too. Like to me, it feels different when they make contact or, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to praise it, and I hope it's come across as that. But I want to include a female, uh, you know, and I included the world champ stipulation because I wanted it to be a more modern-based, you know. I, I, I'm sure Deborah McMichael's a nice person, but I wanted to wrestle. You know what I mean? Yeah. So who did you draft into this crazy party of rogues? So so I didn't, I didn't exactly go with the modern one, interestingly. And I okay. guess there could be an argument over the over the world champ status part of it. Well, but no, I went. Right. But it is a wrestler. It is a wrestler. Because I, I, you know, I was not going to go Deborah. <laughs> I went with Medusa. Oh, perfect. No, and you're right. And and I shouldn't. I don't want to take away from what those women did. Like China, Sable. Like yes, they had a. Yeah. They're champions. Um, I actually, spoiler alert for a future episode of this show, I'm going to travel to Earth 2000, where the main event of WrestleMania 16. Is China versus Hunter for the strap, but that's for the future. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Well, it, it could have really happened, man. Especially when you consider the Stephanie stuff. Like uh, they're doing on Wrestling Above Replacement, they're covering '99, and they just got into the uh, episode where the British Bulldog takes Stephanie's memory away from her. And they were they were talking about, uh, you know, JT and Marcus were talking about how it's the the Hunter Triple H stuff is weird. Because sometimes they're together and not, and it doesn't really ever get a payoff. And I'm like, Jesus, the payoff is WrestleMania right. because it's the most real story. Because, I mean, I'm not trying to hype up my own idea, but I think that could have sold. I mean, not for nothing, but if you remember SummerSlam uh, 99, like, she was red hot then. So right. That, it was, is- that was when she almost got, she got, like, put into the match, the title match for a minute, and then got knocked yes. back out of it. But she could have stayed in that match. <laughs> well, and she's the Intercontinental Champion heading yep. into the Rumble. I mean, yep. 
And Triple H has taken everything from her, but now it's like I don't, I don't, I don't need you, Triple H. Yeah, it's my China yeah. impression. I'm sorry, Joni. <laughs> Anywho, I stole your thunder, and I really didn't mean to. No, but that's, that's that's been in my brain. Um, thanks to Wrestling Above Replacement. Check it out, guys. Every other Friday, rotating with you know what that means an AEW podcast. AEW is that show where all those guys who used to be in the big leagues wrestle, right? Oh my God, <laughs> someone's gonna stab me. I'm kidding. Medusa, please. Medusa. So uh, I created a job based on the other thing she does, which is monster truck driver. Oh, my God. We're covering monster trucks on WCW West Side right now. I love it. I love it. I love it. Her her skill is crush. Of course. Of, co- of course it is. And now when I was thinking of weapon, I had to think of what do I think of most with Medusa, and that would have to be garbage can. Oh, God. I was hoping you'd pick garbage can. <laughs> fantastic i love it i fucking love it um i can only imagine she'll have some sort of special move where she makes her opponent wear it and then she just beats the ever-loving piss out of them oh that's how uh, i picture it for sure that's Absolutely. how i picture it happening oh. medusa is such an interesting character because um you know in this last episode i just watched she and luger are getting into some physical stuff and my first reaction was to be like, God, I can't believe they do they did this shit. But then I was like, I think Medusa could beat the shit, not only beat the shit out of Lex Luger, especially a year 2000 Lex Luger. Yeah, okay. I could definitely buy that. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's taking him to the cleaners in a real fight because uh-huh. Lex don't know where he is. No, yeah. no, <laughs> no. You know, and, and I also wanted to pick her, too, because I was looking for somebody. Not not all of the characters will fit into this, but I was looking for somebody as the uh second character to have some kind of a history with Steve Austin and they're right, back to the old call. dangerous Alliance days. Well, that's a better cohesive narrative than mine because um, <laughs> three and four characters, three and four are really special for me, but they, there's a commonality that I'll have to explain when we get there. Um, but we'll get there. Um, yeah, that's great. Was she, yeah, she was in the dangerous Alliance. Yes. Um, that's right. Fantastic. I love it. All right. Well, we'll keep this train rolling. I picked, and it's probably no surprise, Becky Lynch. Um, Love Becky. She, you know, she got me back into wrestling. I don't know, like, that man character, I mean, fuck. I have, like, three The Man t-shirts. And I say that as a person who's very cheap. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But, like, when, when, the, when the etching and the letters kind of broke on the first one, I was like, and I'll take another one. And they, well, then they sent me the wrong size, and they said, just keep the one you've got, and they'll send me the right size. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> um, she, her job is last kicker. And I nice. imagined her as kind of being like a monk to give a little credit to our, our, our you know, God, what are they, you know, what we're basing this shit off of? Our inspiration, Final Fantasy, a monk character usually uses their fists as weapons. So her weapons are gloves. But here's her special skill. It's, not an active skill, it's a passive skill. Kyle, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but you are the video game guy. Can you define what a passive ability is for the studio audience? So a passive ability would usually be some kind of a skill or ability that's just on at all times. Or right. it, it may it may trigger in certain scenarios, but it's not something you select. You're not picking to do it. It's just something in the background at all times with that character. Precisely. Now, her special skill is called Two Belts. And she's a monk. It randomly doubles the physical damage dealt. So if she hits for 200, 
a certain percentage of times, let's call it, it's it's got to be low. It's got to be like four or five percent. It'll double to four hundred. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that four or five percent, when it happens in a boss fight, you're like, oh, thank God for for two belts. You know, <laughs> it's like um, oh, I, well, that's another podcast. I was gonna say it's like Final Attack Phoenix, and then I was gonna go on a rant against how it pisses me off that so many that I killed the ruby weapon by myself with just cloud using hero drinks without knights of the round and it was in a pre youtube era and i can't prove it <laughs> oh it's a, it's a different world now <laughs> it is it is and everybody everybody's like hey just use knights around and i'm like bullshit <laughs> i never had it until it was too late so um yeah but that's that's me that's my character too now character 3 um different requirements any gender you want but we're done with damage dealers. We're looking for a mage. And for all you fancy, good-looking people out there, a mage is someone that can use magic. You know, like that really uh, uh, really attractive lady who was in the bling ring? She can use magic. Um, God, what's her name? Emma Watson? Emma Stone? Emma Watson. Emma Watson, I think. Yeah, that's right. It's so awkward, though, because I was – I just listened to a podcast about the Sorcerer's Stone – movie and i was exactly 18 years old when i went to see that movie in the theaters um so you know i guess me calling emma watson attractive is very creepy and i actually hear the sirens now so kyle who's your <laughs> third choice oh the, the other stipulation before i got really awkward they must have main evented a pay-per-view at some time in history okay so pretty loose requirements i wanted to open this up so we could maybe get some of our favorites you know we love our characters but you know, if you were in love with uh, T.L. Hopper, now's your, well, not him so much, but now's your <laughs> chance. So what do you got for us? Well, I got, I just want to go back for one second because I just want to say I do really like that, uh, the Becky pick. And, oh, uh, thank you. One, one thing I, I will say, like, I can, I can distinctly remember was leading up to um, Survivor Series. And she was kind of vaguely feuding with uh, Charlotte and Rhonda and all them. And you remember where she uh, came out on Raw and had, uh, it went to the back and, she had um, Rhonda in her finisher or whatever in the back. And then her music hits, and she comes down to the ring. The ring is filled with everybody on the other team. And she looks like the biggest badass that has ever badassed. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, just thrown down to the ring by herself to take on everybody. And that's when she got her nose destroyed by Nia Jax. And so it's now such, she's covered in blood, just destroying all of them. And it's like, such a beautiful Lord. moment. Like, <laughs> it's the biggest badass you've ever seen. My biggest regret about that whole thing is that they didn't get to participate in a WrestleMania. See, I'm, I'm on two hands. Like, now that WrestleMania has two nights, I think it's a lot easier for the talent to be booked in the quote-unquote WrestleMania main event. Okay? Right. But I also think that having a main event in the one championship, world championship division in the other makes sense. Not being universal or WWE, but, you know, female and the male uh, right. components. Uh, which sounds like sex, female male components. I didn't mean that. But what I'm saying is, is that I'm glad that they got to be the sole main event of WrestleMania. But I'm. It's too bad it was like six hours into it. I know that's the. Then that's the problem. It was. It was. I'm also same thing. I'm very glad for it. But it's like, man, it, it stinks that it was so long into it that everybody was so exhausted. And I was pissed when they added Charlotte at first, but I was like, no, Charlotte has to be there. I don't. Yeah. Care. Like she. She's so. T- I don't care. I don't care. Uh, she's great. Like, oh no, I love her. Listen, Charlotte's great. She is. 
And she's always in character, too. That's what I think people don't get. And whether or yeah. not that character is the extension of her personality, it doesn't matter. I only care how she behaves when the camera's turned on. So, whatever. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? But anyway, but back yes. to character three. Back to character three. So, I went with Kofi Kingston. Oh, fantastic. And I, I was looking for somebody a little more modern, and I'm, I'm a big fan of Kofi. And even though even though he is a former world champ, he's really only main evented like one or two paper pins. Yeah, I know. And, which is sad. I had to go back and look. I'm like, I gotta make sure he's actually main evented a pay per view. Like as a world champ and everything, I don't know that he did, but he he did. He was in the elimination chamber. Nothing else. And if nothing <laughs> else, he was in that na- sna- Smashville. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Sounds like someone, some place that uh, North South Connection Podcast Network favorite Jennifer Smith would take you. What are we doing tonight? We're going to Smashville. <laughs> but I, so for his job, I went, I went with the mage aspect of it. And I went with the Rainbow Wizard. Oh, I love it! I love it. And uh, you know his skill. It's it's one of those. It's very simple. It's just booty. <laughs> so I picture it something like, um, say. Uh, Paula in Earthbound, how she has prey and you never exactly know what it's going to do. <laughs> I God, picture it like that. It could be it could be any number of things. <laughs> sure. Maybe the opponent is the one who is booty. We don't know. <laughs> and so, for the weapon, I, I went with the trombone. Oh, of course. I'm so glad. I, I at one point contemplated um, Kofi in the first spot, uh, or Biggie, it wouldn't matter, and then Biggie or Kofi in this third spot, because I figured they'd main event it. And then the fourth one, which I won't spoil the details for, putting Xavier, because, you know, they dressed up like Red Mages at that roller coaster WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, he, he plays the famous fanfare on his trombone that Xavier was. But I didn't go that direction, so I'm glad we got some New Day representation. So yeah. when you were talking about Paula and Prey and Booty, I, my Final Fantasy VII team was Cloud, Yuffie, and then a third character whose limit break was like that. You never knew what you were going to get. It could kill the, the final boss in the game, or it could kill your own party. Yep. <laughs> and Kyle, I'm going to put you on the spot. How the hell do you say that creature's name? Which one? The, uh... So, uh. my friends and I always called it Cat Sith, because we refused to pronounce the I. See, I think, well, the, the, I believe the mythical creature it's based on is Cat Sith. Well, but I'm I not sure it, if that's how it's supposed to be pronounced in the game. <laughs> I've seen it as Cat She, like it's Irish. Yeah. And I've seen it, it as could be Kate. She. Yeah, it could be Cat She, but I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And so I was duly disappointed when I purchased Dirge of Cerberus Final Fantasy VII simply because it would have voice acting, and I figured they're going to have to say this fucking cat's name, and they never did. <laughs> well, I mean, you figure uh, Final, Final Fantasy Remake, uh, or Final Fantasy VII Remake 2 has got to be coming out sooner or later, right? Well, but I bought a PlayStation 4 just to play Remake 1, and I feel hosed that, I, you know, now i got to buy a PlayStation 5. <laughs> I know. I know. Tell me about it. Well, good luck, because, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They're smart of them, though. So as a rainbow wizard, do you, uh, if for all you uh, normal people out there, actually, you know what? I, I said that as a joke, but, like, I don't really actually mean that. So uh, a rainbow wizard sounds like they can use white magic, black magic, red magic, which all have different properties. Uh, white is usually to help your party, to heal. Black is to injure your opponents. And red is to usually uh, 
do something that becomes sort of passive. Make your characters move faster, or maybe poison your enemies so they lose some health every turn. Something like that. You know what I mean? Is yeah, that the new addition to Rainbow? Yeah, the newer school of uh, of red magic. You know, back in yes. the old days, it was really just the uh, way to say you can use some black and some white, but not all. <laughs> right, and eleven does encompass that, but there are, some, but it's also like, um, you know, white mages can cast haste, but yeah. red mages can learn haste too, which is a right. speed spell. You yeah, know? and you can see the later the later games definitely changed it up to something more like that. Um, right, know, twelve also. Red That's right. Were very different. Yeah, that Zodiac band, that has some weird, and I like this, a little bit, in between a leech segment, we're giving a little side conversation into either wrestling or video games, because that's what we're covering. Those jobs in the Zodiac Age have some weird names. Um, but they that's do. okay. Um, you know, Chicago. it's, you know, it is what it is. So, <laughs> uh, my third choice is a little off the rails. They are a mage. Um, I picked them specifically so I could pick character number four because they hold a very special place in my heart, which I will explain at the end. So I've got the Iraqi version of Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> nice. All right. His job is he is a sympathizer. All right. <laughs> His skill is turncoat. He can switch between being a black mage or a white mage at any time. So if you need him to hurt your enemies, he can do that. If you need to uh, get healed, he'll probably make you, you know, drop and give him 20 and call you a puke, but then he'll give you some health at the end. His weapons are magic guns. That's not as funny as it sounded when I wrote it, but I don't know. I, I, I picked Sergeant Slaughter, the evil Iraqi version, for a very specific reason. I feel like it doesn't make any sense until we go to character four, but are you shocked? Are you appalled? No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. I like it. I like the I like the shake up there. All and right. my and my and for what it's worth, just you know, my my first three were faces, but my fourth character is a heel. Uh, awesome. <laughs> Mine is a heel as well, so I love it. Uh, it's not General Adnan for all you General Adnan fans. I know I get about six tweets a week, like when are you going to talk about General Adnan? It's not today, guys. It's not today. <laughs> Actually, I'm not, it, tweet me at the Johnny C, spelled the same crazy way. And uh, if you want to talk about General Adnan, I'd love. I'd, fuck, surprise me. <laughs> all right, let's move to character four. Uh, same rules. Uh, well, the, any gender that they have never made events at a pay-per-view and they have to be a support type. So kind of like someone that, you know, they can hit, of course, but, you know, they're there to help you, you know, move faster or be a better whatever. They support you in your job. Okay. So Kyle, take it away. I went with the honky tonk man. Oh my God. Is he a bard? He is a well. His job is an Elvis impersonator. Okay, okay. Which which is essentially a bard. Yes. Oh my God, this is my favorite thing ever. His skill his skill is simply music, but I you know for example, burning love, you know, would be something that he can play. Absolutely, I'm sure it can either deal damage or, Absolutely. from the sound of it, maybe make your team move faster. Even. Yep. Yep. I, I thought maybe or, or you could uh, maybe. Um, Give your teammates the ability to inflict burning damage. Something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, for sure. I yeah. like it. And obviously the weapon is a guitar. Oh, of course. That acoustic equalizer, as Scott uh -huh. Hudson would call it. That's great. And I love it because Bard is such a good support class, especially not to harp on it. In Final Fantasy XI, like, Bards are in high demand. Um, 
So if you're a bar, a Final Fantasy XI bard, you know, you fucking, I don't know, maybe you could go help somebody beat a dragon and get laid. It could happen, I don't know. (laughs) He was was actually the first one I wrote down for sure. I had a few ideas in mind, but him I wrote down for sure. As soon as I confirmed he hadn't main evented anything. (laughs) Sure, that's awesome. Um, Because I wanted to do a bard, but I couldn't because of like what I was, you know, my my concept for three and four. I'm so happy you included it. That's what Xavier Woods was going to be. He was going to be a bard and play the trombone. So I'm glad you made it. That's awesome. Maybe my favorite one. I mean, they've all been good, but I, I really like that a lot. <laughs> so my character number four uh, goes in tandem with Sergeant Slaughter. I've talked about this on WCW Must Die briefly, but I love WrestleFest, the old arcade video game. Have oh, you played game. this? I have. Okay. Good game. So either I'm completely delusional and misremembering things or, and I've hypothesized this about on the air, I had some sort of version of the arcade stand-up that maybe somebody had, I don't want to say hacked, but maybe they uh, got an achievement or, you know, did something to unlock a special feature. Because when I played that game, I did the tag team storyline, and I always picked Sergeant Slaughter because he had the gut wrench suplex and the camel cl- or the cobra clutch as his finishers, but my next contestant or party member was his tag team partner, Demolition Crush, who you cannot pick. You cannot pick Demolition Crush without picking Demolition Smash. But somehow, I was able to do it. I might be misremembering that like I would play the Royal Rumble as like Sergeant Slaughter, and if I got eliminated, I would put in another quarter and pick Crush because he did the Tilt a World backbreaker, which right. was. Fucking awesome. And plus, it's Demolition's Crush variant. Like, it's not Kona Crush, Tattoo Crush, or, like, Racist Crush. Right. (laughs) Um, So here's where I'm going to ask for forgiveness, though, okay? Go for it. I'm putting – I'm I'm, I'm praying to the altar of Kyle here. So this didn't come up, but sometimes wrestlers play multiple characters. And I'm not talking, like, Hollywood Hogan versus Hulk Hogan. I'm talking, like – Oh, I don't know. Uh, Kane and Isaac Yankin. Sure. Okay. So Brian Clark, or excuse me, Brian, I always get it wrong. Brian Adams main evented a Halloween Havoc when Chronic faced Goldberg two on one. But <laughs> Crush did not. No, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm good with it. Crush didn't. That's awesome. I'm good with that. I feel like that's distinct characters, and that's okay. Well, I'm glad you feel that way, because I wasn't going to revert the pick, and I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> no. And now i got to take a drink. Kyle, why don't you hype something while I take a drink? Well, i got a, I got a podcast, uh, The Great Mouse Podcast. We are an adult Disney podcast. All kinds of uh, Disney-related stuff. Last week, we did a bunch of random Easter stuff. Next week is a Disney Channel original movie. We've got a Muppet movie coming up after that. I... Um, when Disney Plus came out, Kyle, I felt so vindicated, and here's why. I was a notorious tapes shit off of TV kid, all right? I did too. And I had a tape with Pollyanna on it, <laughs> which, God, what a depressing fucking movie. <laughs> but after this Pollyanna was a wonderful world of Disney film that I thought I invented in my skull. But when I went on Disney Plus, I found it. I didn't watch it, but I found it. It's real, and it's the boogity returns or whatever. 
<laughs> Are you familiar with this? I don't think so. It's like the Boogity Man. Uh-huh. Um, and then Boogity Returns, a Bride of Boogity or some shit like that. It's just like this. They're, they're made for TV, wonderful world of Disney movies. Yep, yep. I, I, look, I'm not saying they're good, but you, you brought it up, and I, I had to get this, <laughs> you know, I have to I have to provide one conspiracy theory per episode. This gets two. Big Boogity didn't exist, and you could pick Crush and Sergeant Slaughter. So, but we definitely, haven't gotten, uh, we haven't gotten to Pollyanna yet. We haven't done that one yet. I did do um, we did do the Parent Trap, the original. Sure. One. I do love Haley Mills, so I'm sure sometime we'll get there. <laughs> well, if you want to, you know, uh, bridge out and just do the whole Haley Mills experience, I'm a Good Morning Miss Bliss expert, but that's a conversation for another time. Nice. What does What does Demolition Crush do? <laughs> well. He's not the axe. He's not the smasher. Demolition crush. He's a distractor. Like, that's his job. He's a distractor. So this is the reason he's a distractor. His skill is the freebird rule. All right? Now, what the freebird rule does is it casts two shadows over your entire party. Now, again, probably because I played Final Fantasy XI for, like, hours at a time during the height of the pandemic. Take care of yourself, people. Just because it's not the hype doesn't mean it's not real. Um, but, like, I played so much Final Fantasy XI, and shadows are a huge part of that. A shadow is basically a free hit. So if I have two shadows, I can basically get hit twice, and it doesn't do any damage to me. Okay? Nice. And that's a – I mean, God, you – ninjas are – ninjas are the ones that can do it in Final Fantasy XI. But uh, – and his – his weapon, unfortunately, is not as cool. I went back and forth a lot. I just went with kind of, like, two shields. But, like, I envisioned him as, like, symbols, and he would, like, crush your head, like, boom. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't want to give him that. symbols. <laughs> no. No, yeah. Well, not, he's not new he's not a, Yeah, I mean, he's not a musician <laughs> character, so I just gave him <laughs> shields. So these are the eight people. Uh in WWE RPG that are responsible for saving time and existence as we know it. I I have faith in Honky Tonk Man and Demolition Crush, but I don't know about the rest <laughs> of them. <laughs> All right. Well, that would be the main party that we'd be playing with, but I figured we'd have a little more fun and kind of just pretend we played the game or at least what it would feel like. Now, a big part of Final Fantasy VII or, well, not seven. See, that's where my mind goes. Uh, a big part of Final Fantasy are summons. They became a bigger thing in later years because they became, like, this awesome cinematic moment where your characters would summon usually, like, a giant beast or a giant person. So, like, you know, Nia Jax and China, these giant people. No, but, like, monsters like Cerberus, the three-headed dog, or Bahamut, the dragon lord, or something like that. So I wanted each of us to pick a summon the rule was it had to be an animal that appeared on any wrestling show ever in the history of our sport i dug deep for this one we're going to tell you who we picked <laughs> if they either buff your party or deal damage and what that kind of looks like so kyle i'm dying to know <laughs> release the hounds what you know i you i had a few i thought about i i i I ended up I, I went a different route than the big huge summons as you mentioned. Okay. And I went with Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope he I hope he puts himself to heal your party. No, actually he debuffs the enemy. He makes them sick when they eat him. 
Oh, nice. A little poison. Yep. Any Pokemon player will tell you poison is where it's at. So I like that a lot. Yep. <laughs> I love it. I, um, did you have any, I mean, I didn't tell you to do this. Do you, do you have any honorable mentions? Like I, I went, I, you know, I thought about like Frankie, I didn't pick him spoiler, but like, is there anyone you want to give a shout out, shout out to? If not, I, I thought, totally of, I, I thought about Matilda. Okay. Matilda. And, uh, you know, I, I Jake Snake was always there, but. Yeah, I was damn close to the King Cobra. That's one yeah. of my favorite things ever. Yeah. So I kind of went a different route as well. Um, meaning that it's very obscure. I picked the Black Scorpion's Tiger. Now, <laughs> nice. if anyone out there is uninitiated, the Black Scorpion was an evil magician that could that was challenging Sting at Starcade 90 Collision Course, uh, which I actually really enjoy as a pay-per-view watching, folks. But uh, he was known for taking people out of the crowd and performing magic tricks. And there was one particular nerdy 90s guy that he twisted his head around using the machine, but then he locked him in a cage and turned him into a tiger. So when time compressed, this guy was still a tiger, and my warriors of fight rescued him, and they trained him. He's a damage dealer. <laughs> his attack does decent damage, but it also lowers your enemy's intelligence stat, much <laughs> nice. like the Black Scorpion concept lowers <laughs> our intelligence, which is the stat that's usually used to calculate magic damage. So, you know, the Black Scorpion's tiger is going to ruin your enemy's wizards, which is might be the nerdiest thing I've said all time. Luckily, I've got a couple of kids floating around upstairs, proving I've had sex. <laughs> all right. A lot of these games are very active, but a lot of times, Kyle, you spend t- a lot of time in the menu you know, uh, modifying your equipment, yada, yada, yada. We all know what you do in the menu. But you spend a lot of time there, a lot. And you'd second-guess things. And, you know, I can't say how many times I've sat, sat in the menu and thought, okay, I'm ready. And then I cancel out of the menu, and I'm like, fuck, I got to go back. <laughs> Luckily, though, these these games usually have amazing scores. And I mean that, like, truthfully. The music is beautiful and fantastic. And a lot of the older Final Fantasy games, sometimes a different song would play when you were in the menu. And we had some choices to pick from. I'm going to give the draft picks and then tell me who you went with as your menu music, okay? Absolutely. The eligible contestants were the WrestleMania 6 through 8 theme song, like the, um, the, uh, you know, I mean, you know. Yep, yep. The next one was the WrestleMania theme song from WrestleMania, the album, with the lyrics. It's 93, it's not for WrestleMania. Oh, 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 WrestleMania. That's the opera version. <laughs> and then the next choice was that exact same song, but without lyrics. The next choice was the Bash at the Beach 96 theme. This one I knew was kind of random, but it's, are you familiar with this? It's like the knockoff of uh, that, and I'm never going to surprise. Yeah. yeah. God. Yeah. What? Fuck, now I'm going to have to listen to that song tonight. <laughs> uh, um, and then the last choice was My Way or the Highway, way, which is a great moment, but I don't know that I'd want to hear that when I'm in the menu. But I don't want to spoil anything. Kyle, who you got for the menu music? Well, because I'm trying to shake it up, that is the one I went with for the menu. Oh, My way. <laughs> now, do you want you're right. to? It, you're right. It could. It could definitely get uh, crazy. I. I remember. So I have a. I, my memory of this song is I remember WrestleMania 17, and I remember we watched the whole, um, watched the whole thing. We we this was back 
we watched it on a box, one of those boxes, you know, so we could get pay-per-view for free. Oh, yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the black father's, box. What are yes, those? Yes, in my father's garage. And uh, we all walked there. And one of my friends, uh, his brother came to pick him up after because he didn't have a car at the time. So his brother came to pick him up. And he shows up just as the main event ended. And they did the um, recap of WrestleMania to my way. And he watches that and he goes, wow, I want to watch the whole thing now. Holy shit. He goes, I don't <laughs> shit, even like wrestling. cool. <laughs> he goes, I don't even watch wrestling. I want to watch that. Holy shit. I so, think, I, you know, I had to give it a toss. I had to give it a throw out here. <laughs> no, I think it's one of the all-time, like, best collaborations between artists, like, in the wrestling world ever. So I don't bemoan your pick. I think the key to it working in a real video game would be, do you want the music to start over every time you open the menu or pick up from where you left off? Because I'm thinking, especially with my way, I wanted to pick up where it left off. I wanted to pick up where it left off, definitely. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well... As you can probably tell, because it sticks out like a sore thumb as the odd man, uh, I went with Bash of the Beach 96, which is why I included it in this um, in this choice. Um, obviously, we all know I'm a big Hollywood Hogan fan, but I just um, – I don't – that survived – I don't know if it's called survive. If it's not, don't make fun of me. But I, that song itself is just – like, I can't hear it and not at least want to say it one time. Like, I have to do it. And I'm never going to survive. Okay, done. But, like <laughs> – I love the intensity of that moment, like that video package they play for Bash at the Beach. So, I, you know, and I, it's probably the song I've heard the least, which means I could stomach it the most. But I didn't want to pick it because it's the like least offensive in quotation marks. This is not offensive, but, you know, the, to my right. ears, I think it's fucking awesome. Oh, no. It's great. So, so fantastic. I love it. So we've got a few things left to talk about. Um, I don't know. We haven't really referenced Kingdom Hearts yet, which is a more modern video game series. But as a Disney guy, you can attest to this. Whatever it's, the game's actually about, the point is is that you spend time in different worlds. You might spend an hour in Peter Pan, and then you spend two hours in Tron because it's Disney stuff. Yep. So since in our world, time has compressed into just one flat surface, maybe AJ Styles was responsible for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor guy. It's okay. Um, so each world is based on a different event in wrestling history. We've got four worlds to travel through and then our final dungeon to wrap it all up. And each one of these selections that we made had rules, just like our characters. So the first world had a rule of uh, it had to be a WWF pay-per-view between 85 and 89 that was not a WrestleMania. And then we're going to give our boss for that world because every world has to end with a giant cinematic boss fight where you fight an enemy that looks like there's no way you can defeat, and you usually end up doing it. Um, so, Kyle, what was your world selection? I went for the first world with SummerSlam 1988. Ah, where the mega powers the meet mega, the mega bucks. And, and the final bosses are, in fact, the mega powers, Hogan and Savage. Oh, I, you, I love it. You took the opposite slant. Like, they're the uh-huh. ones who wanted to... Wow. So I and, tried... And, I okay. picture them as just, I picture them as, like, huge in yes. the game. Like, you know, uh, maybe Hogan, uh, it's not not what he looked like then, but I'm picturing maybe the Thunder in Paradise-looking uh, Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I love the idea, too, because I believe that the Mega Powers would want to stop wrestling from ever moving past where it's at because they could practically, uh, and this is not a Superfly Snooker joke, get away with murder in the summer of 1988. <laughs> 
They can do whatever they want with their bodies. They're making a ton of money. Brother, this time staying compressed, dude. Well, let me tell you something, RPG dudes. Time to compress, but this is the way I like it, dude. Oh, I'm not going to do any more, but I, I love it. I love it. And um, SummerSlam 88 was a rare pay-per-view that I never owned uh, any sort of video of ever until I went to a friend's house, and he had it, and I stole it. And Matt, if you ever hear this, I'm sorry, but I don't have it anymore. I just want to throw out there, like, uh, what I'm kind of picturing here also with mine is uh, whatever has been caught up in this uh, timeline or whatever it may be. But in my mind, uh, Austin, Medusa, and Kofi Kingston all got brought in from their different eras, and they pretty much landed smack dab in the Ultimate Warrior crushing Honky Tonk Man. <gasps> Do they and rescue him? Where he Do they have to alter history? Yes, and that's where he joins the party. <laughs> Oh, my God, you just saved a honky-tonk man. I'll tell you what, guys, let me come with you. Oh, that was kind of Jimmy Hart. It's kind of hard to do a honky-tonk man impression off the top of your head. Um, I love it. That's fantastic. Um, well, I don't want to cut it short, but is it – I mean, anything else for World War I? I mean, not specifically. No, no. It's a great pick. I love it. So um, one of the things I love about it is it ties in so well to mine. Um, and like we planned it. We didn't, I swear. <laughs> Mine's Survivor Series 89. Not necessarily memorable event. Ultimate Warrior does main event it for the first time, but it was my first professional wrestling show ever. It was my brother's birthday. He ordered it on pay-per-view for his birthday. I watched it not knowing what it was, and here I am now, almost 40, doing what I'm doing. So, <laughs> um, However, this, is, this has nothing to do with the time compression. If you think about the Survivor Series 89, both of these co lethal, deadly combinations were present. So the final boss in my world, much like yours, are who I'm calling the Mega Heels. In the nice. spirit of the Survivor Series, the Warriors of Fight are going to have to go up against another party of four. The Mega Bucks, Andre and DiBiase, because they were both there. Yep. And, a, and a, another Mega group that I don't know ever had an official Mega name. Correct me if I'm wrong. And that's the Macho King and Zeus who teamed nice. up numerous times to take on Hogan and the beef and the barber. Uh, so the mega heels super team is, is my boss for the first area. Very nice. I love it. It's fantastic. Well, nothing else to do, but move to world two. It had to be a WCW show and it had to be before the big switch. It had to be before bash at the beach 96. I could have taken an argument for bash 94, but I honestly think bash 96 well, obviously, it doesn't it's happen a huge, without Bash. It's yes. a huge change. Huge changeover. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. my main man, what do you got for me? And um, is it Uncensored 95? It's not. It's not. Okay. I went with Wrestle War 1992. Oh, the Singer Squadron, right? The main event and, and the final boss is, in fact, and this is possible, due to the magic of time travel and time compression, the Dangerous Alliance. Oh, hell yeah. What an awesome stable that is, man. And that's a great match. That's a that's a five-star match that I understand. Absolutely. Like, I understand, you know, sometimes it might be hard for me to watch a match out of context and be like, that's a five-star match. But that one's just easy. Love it. I love that era of WCW. It's a great pick. Um, Let's see. No, but I was going to say, Flying Brian's not on that team, is he? That's no, the one where he gets hurt. It's uh, Arnie Anderson, Bobby and Larry Zabisco, Rick Rude, and stunning Steve Austin. That's and then right. Medusa, Medusa and Paulie dangerously at ringside. 
Is that the one where they randomly cut to Paul Lee and he's yelling, Sell! Sell! I think it might be. I can't, I'm not sure, but I think it might be. <laughs> I know Medusa climbs the cage with like a yep. chain, right? And that's yep. one where Zabisco hits Bobby Eaton and, they, and Bobby Eaton has to tap because it breaks his arm and they yeah, all hate so. Zabisco. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> well, well, in a game of human chess, I'd certainly have Larry Zabisco as a pawn. That's a shitty Larry Zabisco impression. Well, I don't know. The new world owner is playing human chess with Ted DiBiase. <laughs> oh, oh, Larry. <laughs> I know. I actually, I you know, cheap plug for the um, Wrestling Warzone with JT and Chad. They're often given some gems of Larry. I imagine he's one of those commentators that has awesome, like, uh, sound bites. But over the course of a three-hour paper, you would maybe be too much. It, it might. Just a little bit. <laughs> and I'll take Dusty over him any day. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, in the spirit of that era of WCW, I tried to go with a world that would epitomize. See, you've epitomized the best of pre-NWO WCW, and I love it. Because I specifically, and I swear, guys, we didn't plan this. I tried to um, go for the epitome of everything that was wrong with pre-NWO WCW. Nice. I've got... Starcade 94, okay, and the final boss, and I, I actually, I don't know if they were called the Dungeon of Doom yet. I My go-to was Triangle of Terror, but I think that's Colonel Mustafa, General Adnan, and Sergeant Slaughter. All you General Adnan fans, hit me up. We know you're out there. But the final <laughs> boss is the Taskmaster, the Avalanche, and the Butcher, dude. Nice. So... You know, it's it's such a – and that is really everything that's wrong with that 94 we just brought in Hogan era. Even though my favorite RPG wrestler, the Honky Tonk Man, was there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're continuing. we got a few more left, guys. Thanks for sticking with us. We greatly appreciate it. But, you know, if our characters don't have anything to do, it's no fun. World 3, it could be anything you wanted, but there's a stipulation. It had to be a pay-per-view name that was used only once. My example, Great Balls of Fire. If you picked it, I'm sorry. I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> okay. So think Great Balls of Fire, folks. Uh, to this moment, there hasn't been another. I pray, like Paula, that there isn't another. <laughs> um, so, Kyle, what do you got for me in the one, uh, one name realm? I went with In Your House Canadian Stampede. Oh, what a fucking good one. I love that In Your House logo, just as a uh -huh. side note. Um, I love all the variants. The Canadian Stampede and the Buried Alive ones are my favorites. And the final bosses are the Hart Foundation. Absolutely. Bret Hart, um, Brian Tillman, British Bulldog, Jim Neidhart, and Owen Hart. Also known as the one good Bret Hart match. Oh, I said it. No, I'm kidding. I'm notorious for my Bret Hart Don't. hate. Don't let Marcus hear you. <laughs> I know. I know. That's the thing is that um, I've just I've always been an HBK guy. And I I think Bret Hart is a little. In all the ways that Hogan takes this shit seriously, at least it's to like make money and like, I don't know. I think Bret Hart's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm Bret Hart. I'm a hero, damn it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think that he really like, I don't know. It's I'm not trying to mock the man. But whatever. But that's a I'm great picturing, pick. I'm picturing in this final bat, in this boss battle of this thing, there's uh, you're actually getting debuffed as you go along because the crowd is so turned against you. Ooh, I love it. That is a that's fucking awesome. 
constant debuffs from the crowd. I love it. Yeah. Why isn't this game real? I know, right? <laughs> Jesus. That is a really good one. I like that a lot. Um, hopefully, uh, I know it's a, a Super Nintendo game. We've envisioned it, but maybe they can leave the battle area and the screen can go over and you can accidentally hit Vincent Mann in his giant fucking cowboy hat and Jerry the King Lawler. <laughs> God, I, I don't know why. I hate when they... Yeah. Now I'm going to... I'm not trying to hate on cowboys as a... Con- well, never mind. Conceptually. <laughs> yeah, conceptually, I don't need my announcers to be one. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a great one, and I think it's awesome and a true sign of what is actually reality when it comes to professional wrestling. We both picked pay-per-views out of 97 because 97 is just top-notch. It is. It is. I went with, because I'm a sucker for this, because I was really heavy into wrestling here. I got back in Rumble 96, and in 97, the fact Kyle, that there was a pay-per-view that not only could I not watch, I couldn't own a copy of it where it there was a giant hole in my VHS collection because I couldn't watch this pay-per-view. It's WWF one night only. <laughs> nice. The UK pay-per-view. I love yep. the lo- I love the logo. Um, that was one of my favorite things about it. But I also it had such a unique look to it. Like when they would show the footage on Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a UK pay-per-view, the stadium, the camera quality is always a little off. Um, when I was in college and first discovered what eBay was, I bought a Coliseum home video version and it was clipped to all beat hell and I was pissed. And it's supposed to be like a four hour, three hour show. And it was only like an hour and 40 minutes. Unfortunate. <laughs> Very. So who's the final boss though? Well, a little peek behind the curtain here. If you know a little, you know, any, do you know the, like, I don't know if it's true, but like the story about One Night Stand, like, you know, this is the height of Shawn Michaels being a douche. And right. the British bulldog sister was in the crowd, you know, that whole thing. Yep, yep. Okay. All right, fine. Now, that's good. I don't want to, you know, besmirch or spread untruths. But because of that concept and because the, the one of the things that really made me pissed I couldn't own it was WWF.com that next morning had an awesome still photo of Triple H holding Sean with the European Championship with this I'm a big douchebag smile on his face, like <laughs> getting hit with garbage. So the final boss is what I'm calling peak HBK. It's HBK <laughs> at the height of everything in 1997. So your party walks in and you just see Shawn Michaels. He's not an imposing physical character. But all of a sudden, you know, the Super Nintendo special effects start, and he maybe starts glowing. And it's the height of his douchebagness, his drug use, his awesomeness as a wrestler. It's just everything. He's got a couple of special abilities. He can cause instant – he can cast instant death, which is one of those annoying spells that has like a 20% chance of just killing you. Sorry, yep. game over. We rolled the dice, and it came up on two, so your game's over. And he's uh, – he has auto haste, which means his his timer fills up at double the speed no matter what. Because I don't know about you, Jack, but the heartbreak kid was probably on some speed, Vinny man. So yeah. <laughs> and hey, that's he's an adult. I'm not, you know, it's fine. So that's what I went with. We are down to World Four, which was the hardest for me because of the stipulation. It can't be one of the big four. Soon to be uh, Big Five again with this money in the bank and a dome. I'm excited for that. Yes. Um, but here's the caveat. It had to have aired live 
on the WWE Network or Peacock the first time it was ever broadcast. So it had to be Daniel Bryan as champ onward. Because um, I wanted to include the modern era, which is my least favorite part of professional wrestling. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I, want, I wanted representation of it, though, because I knew that Becky would be the only character I would have. So I'm right. sorry for making you go through this. This is probably... Didn't I make a Smashville joke earlier? Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, yeah, because I fucking stared at a Wikipedia article for every pay-per-view that first uh, was on the network. This was absolutely a tricky one. I kind of got lucky because I had a specific, and I, I'm not going to get into it yet. I'll get into it on the final dungeon. But I had a specific ah, idea okay. of where I was going on certain things. So well, I went with Hell in a Cell 2015. Okay, you're going to have to – the floor is yours. What was it? <laughs> Well, well, the, the, so the final boss, because I wanted to get this person in specifically, so I was looking for something where he uh, made a vented, and perhaps against a specific person, was Barack Lesnar. Oh, you got to get him. He's the reigning defending. I, I understand. And, and up till now, you may notice I've had at least two people as all of the uh, bosses, if not an entire team. But this is just Lesnar. Just oh giant God. Lesnar destroying. <laughs> I love monster. this accidental synergy, man. Like, yeah. We're, uh, where we, you know, we both picked a single opponent that was a buffed version. I love it. Yep, an absolute monster of Lesnar. Heyman running around the outside. <laughs> Is there, what's the big cell match for that paper? Do you know? Well, the, uh, the, uh, the main event was um, Lesnar versus uh, Undertaker in Hell in a Cell. Okay. Is this, I'm I think this was their, I, I think this was their first one after um, he ended the streak, but I could be wrong about that. Okay, see, I didn't know if it was a follow-up from their SummerSlam laughing at each other match. Because I, I remember, yeah, I, I can't remember if this was the first one or not after the end of the streak. It might not have been. I can't. I cannot no. remember. Um, the after, timing of a lot of these, a lot of these uh, <laughs> late WWF ones or WWE, after, I should say. Yeah, it leaves me a little bit. After 04, it's hit or miss with me yeah. in terms of my memorization. Yeah, so, same. <laughs> I'm with you. So this one was a challenge, and I ultimately decided on this one because it stuck out in my memory, okay? Um, that, believe it or not, folks, it's a pay-per-view from 2020. And Ooh. I specifically remembered watching um, this, the, the main events of this pay-per-view because I knew it was a concept and it was different. The Thunderdome was hard for everybody for a billion reasons, guys, but I think we got through it. Just Yeah, okay? <laughs> I'm hoping. Somehow. I know, right? Somehow. But um, this show was a was I don't know if it was even that good. I've never watched it again since, but it really stands out. And I praise them for trying to do something and for putting on the show when, you know, it would have been really easy for them not to. And of course, I'm not like saying they should have made people work if they didn't want to, but it's not a I'm done. It was Money in the Bank 2020, which had the Money in the Bank matches in um, uh, Titan Tower. Oh, that's a good that's a good one. That'd be a really fun one to play through. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. And um, when I got to the, I, I figured it would be a world where you fight through the building and then you get to the top and onto the roof where there's a ring um, at, for the final boss. And the final boss, <laughs> since you're in Titan Tower, Kyle, have you seen that giant? Have you seen Have you seen Vince McMahon's office? I have. He has that giant like dinosaur skeleton. Yep. <laughs> so on the roof, we've got Vince McMahon riding that dinosaur, like as a fucking skeleton. Nice. 
Yeah. I don't know what he does. I didn't get any further than that. It's just like a huge Bones and, you know, Vince is on top. Like, come on, Bonesy. Let's go. <laughs> oh, Bonesy. <laughs> All right. I'm losing my shit. So let's get to the final dungeon where not only will we define uh, wrestling by either ending or living in a world of time compression, but we'll find out who is responsible for everything. The big bad. Who recruited all these final bosses? What was their motive? I don't know if Kyle did all that. I did just because I'm an idiot. I did. (laughs) Oh, I love it. You're a man after my own heart, good sir. So (laughs) it's the final dungeon, and it has to be something special. I... I feel kind of bad because I guess I came up with all these, but um, and I didn't give you. I apologize for that, but I picked three specific events. You pick the one that best meets your narrative, and I think the internet wrestling community can agree that if I had to do three to represent different eras of time, these are these are pretty respectable choices. It has to be either WrestleMania three, Bash at the Beach '96, or WrestleMania X seven. And this is not a debate about which one's better, seven or nineteen. 17 is the peak slash end of the Attitude Era. Absolutely. So, um, Kyle, my man, for as long as you want, the floor is yours. Unless I start laughing because you're making (laughs) me pop. I went with WrestleMania 17. Okay. So we've got all this timeline stuff going on. So the final boss is The Rock, but it's corporate rock. Ooh, I like it. Even though, you know, the corporation doesn't even exist anymore. But in here, there's corporate there's corporate uh, ministry people all over the place and corporate rock is your final boss here i love now, the corporate ministry so you've got me from hook line and sinker my friend <laughs> now the big bad now if you go back for a second through my worlds here the boss of uh you know uh, there were obviously multiple people in each world until you got the lesson but the main boss of world one hulk hogan the second one involved stone cold steve austin that's the right. third one involved Bret Hart and fourth one involved The Rock those are the first four people I'm sorry the final boss the final uh, world was The Rock those are the first four people to defeat The Undertaker for his world titles <gasps> and of course in world four you had Brock Lesnar who ended the streak oh my goodness I see and where it's going the big bad is the Ministry of Darkness Undertaker looking oh, for revenge oh god I love it I love it I Oh, man, I love it. I love that's my favorite Undertaker version. Yes. One of my favorite <laughs> wrestling memories of all time, Kyle, is um, me and a buddy literally driving from person's to person's house that we knew in our small town to see if they got UPN so we could watch the corporate ministry form. I ended up in my high school principal's house watching the corporate ministry form. <laughs> Very nice. Story for another time. <laughs> but, oh, no, that sounds really bad out of context. It wasn't like that, guys. <laughs> and Now, I picture this after they defeat him. The ending is a big bear bash in the ring. Oh, and of course. As you go along, Austin stuns these people right back to their timeline. Oh, I love it. As Starting off with the Honky Tonk Man as the heel, everybody expects Austin's definitely going to stun him. And then, you know, Kofi gets a little goofy with him, so he's got to stun Goofy, uh, stun Kofi. Sure. He's like, and then run. finally, have, just because it's, it's Austin, he's got to stun Medusa at the end, too. Oh, of course. And Medusa would be, I think Medusa, not only as a character, but as like a real person, would be offended if, if the yeah. offer wasn't extended. Absolutely. I've got to get stunned. 
Absolutely. You but I would also just throw out there, this wasn't in your criteria, but I just wanted to throw out there, my, I also pictured this, that's, that's the main game, but there's a new game plus. And oh, my play, God. I'm, if you play I'm, through, if you play through the new game plus, after you defeat The Undertaker, you find out there was someone else behind it, too. Because it was me, Austin. It was me all <laughs> along. Where were you hiding that Vince McMahon impression from? <laughs> I, I had to get Vince in there somewhere. It's an Austin. Does he, Austin's my main character. <laughs> does he have the Darth Sidious robe? Absolutely he does. Oh, that's my favorite Vince McMahon variant, too. There's like one picture of him wearing that. And I think it's his Wikipedia picture, and he's like, he's got this look on his face like, that's right, pal. I'm a fucking wizard. <laughs> what are you going to do about it, bitch off? <laughs> oh my god that's fantastic you've exceeded me because i didn't do a new game plus i'm really pissed that i didn't but i love it what a narrative i wish my narrative had narrative had cohesion like yours but i will tell you that it ends based on an inspiration that you gave me okay so, okay all right here we go so my narrative concludes i feel like i've been really heavy on this one tonight at bash at the beach 96 Okay. Nice. Now that's that's mainly because my narrative involves Hollywood Hogan, and I've already fought Vince. You know. Yeah. Albeit yep. it was old Vince and the dinosaur, so hopefully we've eliminated old Vince from the timeline, and he just gives up the company earlier. <laughs> All right. Um, but since Hollywood is you know my main guy, well you know what? I brought you into this world, and I can kill you, Hollywood, because. He, his life, even though he's got beautiful things, beautiful homes, beautiful podcasts with a beautiful mortgage, all right? Eric Bischoff wants, now the time's compressed, to undo the NWO so he could just live a normal life uh, <laughs> away from wrestling. But Eric Bischoff is, um, he's not able to stand up against the Warriors of Fight. So what no. does he do? He takes, he does what he's best known for, taking Ted Turner's checkbook and he buys himself a giant like mech suit <laughs> I love and you it. fight you fight eric bischoff in a giant like voltron robot suit at the end um and after you defeat him you know everything gets dark and start time starts to compress a little harder and you're like what the hell dude i thought time was gonna uncompress becky lynch and she's like oh, i don't know hollywood you <laughs> shut up lynch and crush is like gonna crush I don't know what he would say. <laughs> so he's like a Pokemon. He could just say his name. Crush. <laughs> I assume that's how he talks. <laughs> I do <didn't> so. <laughs> so like when he does, you know, Pikachu would be like, Pikachu, when he says yeah, Crush. Yeah, Crush absolutely. Yeah, Crush would be like, Crush. Crush. <laughs> crush. <laughs> that's what he's hungry. <laughs> anyway. So. It gets really dark, and this this really like ominous Ave Maria starts to play. Okay, uh, which if you've seen the Batman, yes, I stole it from, but deal with it. Um, <laughs> and you know, dude, it was you all along. You're the one that compressed time. That's right, Hulkster. You know why'd you do it, dude? I thought you were funny. And then the light reveals on the face, and it's Doink. From WrestleMania 9, the oh, evil, man. evilest version, the 93 variant with the flower and, you know, the paint that's almost all the way on, but not all the way on. And this is inspired from a conversation I had with you. He's my Kefka. All right. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Why'd you do it, brother? Why'd you compress time? I thought it might be funny. 
I love it. <laughs> Which is really the scariest thing of all. Why'd you do it, dude? Why were you? Why'd you become the Zodiac Killer, Riddler, dude? <laughs> doink, doink, know. doink is the Kefka of wrestling. Is that's like a missed he, opportunity there? <laughs> oh, Doink ninety three is um the one of the biggest missed opportunities. I say that Absolutely. as a, like I love the Joker. I mean, not the way that some people do, but like right. I, I do like the character. It's just it's perfect because what's the motive? Why why would you you know break a wooden hammer over Macho Man's head? I, I don't, I thought it might be funny, like, but not, <laughs> not in like a Gallagher way, but like, uh, right. I, I mean, somebody laughed, you know, you know, so like, he's just, aw- he's, I love the WrestleMania nine doing. So that's who gets my, uh, I don't know, my, my big ending. Love to, it. To, you know, so that's my narrative and don't wear it out. Wow. <laughs> Kyle, I'm, uh, this is a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot I, of fun. I hope that this scratched an itch for the audience out there. If nothing else, our we our little side quests were, I think, entertaining and fun to talk about. And hey, you know, it's unfortunate that Earth nine 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 is only where these awesome video games exist. Uh, I didn't give mine a name. I just called it the no. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't RPG. <laughs> so, um, but uh, you know, I know that you know. Bruce Pritchard listens to this podcast. So when we see these games hit the shelves in the next couple of years, I'm coming for my five cents a share. Yeah, right? yeah, I want my cut. He yeah, can do it. Know. I'm okay with him doing it, but I want my cut. Yeah, it's it's your IP, but the narrative is ours. Right, exactly. Exactly. You know, and what a great way to honor some of wrestling's, you know, fallen superstars like Crush and Doink. <laughs> and did you have anybody dead? Um, no, I don't think so. No, you're good. And, uh, Sergeant Slaughter's alive and obviously Becky and the brother man's like, all right. Anyway, that's kind of morbid, but uh, I love well, it. Pepper, I, Pepper's dead. Oh, that's right. And I, bet, dead. <laughs> I would imagine that the black, uh, scorpions tiger's probably dead as is the career. Yeah. Savage, savage. Oh, that's right. That's right. The villains are. Yeah. But Hey, that, well, that's what happens when you go up against, you know, the warriors of fight. Absolutely. <laughs> I love, I want to go back and listen to this sometime and say, and, and take account of how many times we said time compression. <laughs> I, I love the idea of Hogan being like, dude, time is compressed. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's good stuff. All right, guys. I I can't thank you enough, Kyle. Um, yeah, thanks for having me, John. Absolutely. You want you want to you know shout out your social media presence or anything like that? Is there anything you'd like people to know? Yeah, you can find me uh, at Kyle Lipke on Twitter. Um, we also have a podcast has a uh, Twitter and Instagram at Great Mousecast. So you can find me there. Fantastic! I can't wait to hear uh, Hunchback. It's my favorite. <laughs> we'll get there. I also really like, and I know we, we had an exact same conversation on hearing it, but I also love Atlantis and like yep, those. Yep. I also, this isn't a Disney movie. I twisted one of my friend's arms so hard in the summer of 2000 and said, dude, dude, brother, man, time's compressed. <laughs> Come see Titan <laughs> AE movie, dude. Uh, which is not a Disney movie, but I, I love it. No, but that's Titan a good movie. Um, I, I, it has one of those awesome... Uh, this is a deep pull. Transformers the movie soundtracks. Like, yep. Uh, so and and uh, Titan AE has one of those. I've watched that in years. So I might watch it tonight. As if my night couldn't get any nerdier, folks. <laughs> the portal is closing. 
They're kicking us out. They said we were too loud. Earth Straight Nines has had enough of us. Kyle, I am going to see you on an episode of WCW Must Die in the future. Spoiler Absolutely. alert. Absolutely. I'll, I'll uh, definitely. Yes, we're going to talk some really awfully bad, fun to watch wrestling. Follow everybody here at the North South Connection Podcast. Check out the Cronoso Daily Blast every single day. One match from the chronological pay-per-view big event schedule. It rocks your eardrums. It's the best breakfast you've never eaten. So with that, uh, I don't know, closing line. <laughs> you get- Everybody have a good one. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you next time in the multiverse of fabulousness.